to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have Casey Stubbs from Trading Strategy Guides with me, and I'm a little bit excited because he was like, you know, I've been known to cry on some of these, and I was like, yes, we are going to have an amazing episode. (laughs) Welcome, Casey, to the podcast. Thank you, Deidre. Amazing. Okay, so let's start with what it is that you do now, and then I will take us back to how you even got started on this journey. So, but to kick us off, what what do you do now? Okay, well, I'm going to keep it really simple because that's one of the keys to success is keeping things simple or even taking complex problems, solving it and making it simple for other people. So what I do is I put out educational content about the financial markets on particularly trading how to trade the stock market or the crypto market mm-hmm. or uh, currencies. You know, those things are making a lot of news these days. And so I yes. put out content and then I teach people how to trade. Awesome. Okay. So super simple. All right. Well, then let's go back. Let's go back all the way to what started you down this path. Oh, great question. So way back when we'll go, we'll, turn the way back meter. And I don't like to go too far back because then people like when they hear history, they get a little bored, but this is really cool history. Um, My aunt, my aunt Mary uh, worked for Intel, uh, the computer chip company uh, in Portland, Oregon, which is where I'm from. And uh, she would always bring home computer parts because they would have leftover parts. And, you know, computers were new back then. This was in the 80s. Um, computers were new. And so she would take them home and she would build computers and show me how to do it, me and my brother. And so I knew a lot about computers and uh, I loved it. It was so cool. Uh, Well, my dad was a stock guy. He knew about the stock market. And so when I was in my teens, uh, stock trading finally went online. But my, my dad didn't know anything at all about stock trading, nothing. Or, you know, rephrase that. He didn't know anything about computers. He knew a lot about stock trading. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, hey, you need to help me set this up. I need to set up this computer. I need to do this. I need to uh, figure out how to connect it online. And so I went and sh- set up his entire stock trading system. And in the process, I learned about that you can make money by buying a stock. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I kind of like this. And so that launched me into stocks. And I started pretty much as soon as I got out of high school. When I got out of high school, I joined the army. And I was saving up a lot of money in the army because all you do is they pay for everything. They pay Mm -hmm. for your food, your electric. They pay for all of that. And I took all my extra money and I was throwing it into the stock market, throwing it into the stock market. And so that's really how I got started with that. 
Um, and there's another story about how I got started into the business side, if you're interested in that as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. So let's just go. Um, so how long were you in the army for? Uh, nine and a half years. Nine and a half years. Wow. That's a lot of time to save money and to invest that into the, the stock market. Uh, and how we, how did you, I mean, because the stock market honestly isn't for everyone um, in terms of like a risk tolerance, you know, being able to kind of like go with the markets and be okay with when things aren't looking so good. And, you know, how were you through that period? You know, were you one of those like every day or intraday you'd be looking at the ups and downs and what was going on with your portfolio or were you pretty chill and you were like, you know what, what will be, will be. And, you know, this is a long-term thing. Like what was your approach to it? Well, I, personality is a really big thing. The way I teach it is I teach it so that there's not a lot of risk. And so you're not dealing with ups and downs, but I didn't obviously didn't know that back then. Um, but my personality is one where I am, a, I'm kind of a risk taker. And so for me, that's like really exciting profit potential. Mm -hmm. uh, so big risks are something that I actually kind of get a kick out of and it's fun. And on the other side of that, I actually do have kind of a chill personality too, uh, as well. So when there's a fire and everyone's wondering what's going on, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm just kind of chill. We're like, let's That's just a great combo to have. So for yeah. me, it was, a, it wasn't a, a big deal because I ended up selling all my stocks anyways, investing in it in another business, losing all of that money. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my good friends taught me this saying, he said, one common trait I've learned about all millionaires is most millionaires have lost a million dollars at least once or twice. Right. Okay. Well, tell us about that story. <laughs> is that is that where we're going to head to next about this? Well, time? I mean, we we can. It was I. You know, I'm young. I put all. I'm. I was young, excited. I put a lot of money into the market, and I took that out and I put it into another business a side business and um, just didn't quite have the maturity and the responsibility or the experience and all of those things uh, to, to keep it going. So I ended up was, crashing that. That was your uh, business. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. So, so that, was that your first business that you started? Yeah, I started my first business. It was a carpet cleaning business back when I was 22. Wow. Okay. So you were still in the army and you had this other side business happening. Yes. Yes. I was in the army for four years and okay. then my total army time was nine and a half, but I took a break where I went from the, the full-time into what they call the reserves where okay. in, in the, the reserves, you go one weekend every month. Um, so it's like really part-time you do it once a month and then you can get called up on active duty as well. So I was still in the military running a business on the side of carpet cleaning. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But that failed. So it did. Yes. yes. A little Just bit because about... I was young and very inexperienced and a lot of craziness going on in my right. life. And so, yes, but you know, my entrepreneurial spirit just kept, kept me going. Okay, cool. All right. So let's fast forward then into this current business and where you currently. So tell us about how, what led you to this, this point. So, uh, one common thread between the entire time is that uh, I was always um, in the markets, always, like always, always, always in the markets, no matter what I was doing. And even now I'm in the markets, but I'm doing other stuff. If you're in the markets, you can always do other things because you just focus a limited amount of time and it can definitely be enough to support you full time. But if you're 
only investing, you know, an hour a week and you're focusing on your portfolio or whatever, you still have to find a lot of other ways to, to spend your time. So I was doing construction. I first got out of the army. This was my second one. I got to the deployment to Iraq. I came back, got out, got married, and I started doing construction. And that was in 2008. And so in 2008, there was a big financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So lots of houses were not being built. And so I was in construction. Uh, I was in the commercial side of things. And so hospitals and government contracts and those things just kind of slowed way down. So I was not getting any work. And so then at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm good at trading. I'm good at computers. So why not start a website? And so I started a website teaching people how to trade in January 1st, I launched it of 2009. And that's how I got started. It, the website took off. Lots of people were interested in my education. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Wow. Okay. So that's 2009. So that's, it's been quite a while now that you've been on this path. And so tell us, were there very many ups and downs or was it pretty smooth sailing from there? You were like, yeah, people and people happy and your business is growing and it's just been amazing for the last 13 years. Did I get that much right? <laughs> uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. 13 years. Well, yeah. you know, my life is, there's never anything in, smooth sailing doesn't exist in my world. Uh, maybe in your world, but not in mine. Uh, you know, I have nine children on top of it, so there's never any smooth sailing at all. Right. Um, so so tell, yeah, tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Uh, well, you know, I got married in, uh, 2005 and my wife had two kids so I adopted those two then we had seven together and then we adopted two more and what? so uh nine <laughs> children total that's crazy wow I can okay wow okay so and, and then what how has that sort of impacted your your journey and you know apart from family and you know all, all those kids like what else have you had to struggle with you know what are some moments in your your entrepreneurship journey where you were like i don't even know if this is going to work <laughs> well um for one there's no working from home for me just because that would be insane <laughs> yeah. i get someone was be knocking on my door nonstop. so that's yeah. one thing i have an office because of that and that's good. Uh, but it really is a, it is definitely a challenge because you have to run your home almost like you run a business. A lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they have their business life and their home life. And I do too, but I also have to really look at being very systematic at everything I do at home because financially, you know, there's a lot of cost involved when you have 11 people in your house. I mean, it's like pretty high expenses. So you got to manage that really well. Um, and even something as simple as just managing your, your feeding times, you know, you've got to feed all the kids, you got to have systems, everybody's got to clean things, Every, everybody has to have, takes time to think these things through and to create processes. I mean, literally everything has a process, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And do you remember a particular moment in time when uh, you had to overcome maybe an internal struggle? You know, I hear a lot about, you know, imposter syndrome and things like that. Was there anything for you where it might have been holding you back somewhat at some point in time, um, but you were able to overcome it to be on this path to success that you are now? 
So um, that's a really good question. And I think that um, every single person that is successful has to go through that. And for me, there's a lot of ups and downs, right? A lot. And so I started the business in 2009 and it took off pretty quick. I was very fortunate. Uh, but in 2012, I hit a ceiling. You know, I went from, from just starting to doing over a million dollars a year in revenue in 2012. And so the growth was really fast. I was like, wow, I just have a million dollar business. I'm going to be doing $20 million if I keep this growth rate. But then I capped out, you know, and, and when you're growing. So here's, here's the specific challenge. I have always wanted to grow things really big. Like, that's just my personality. Like, go, 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 go. I, I can't just say, oh, I've got a million dollars of business. I'm happy, right? For whatever reason, my personality, I don't think it's I'm greedy. I just want to keep moving. I just want to keep conquering, keep next level, next level. But here's the problem when you get to the next level. When you get to level one, everything's cool. But then when you get to level two, it's really hard. <laughs> and so when you get to level two, you get knocked down. And that's what happened to me is I got knocked down and I started thinking I was going to grow. So I spent all of my money on growth. I started buying ads. I started hiring people. I started doing all of those things. And then the revenue slowed down. And now all of a sudden I'm way overextended. I've spent way too much money thinking that the growth was going to happen forever. And then all of a sudden revenues drop. And now I have to do a lot of things that I'm not comfortable with. I got in some debt. I had to get myself out. I, um, I ended up having to work a lot without having to take some paychecks because just to keep the business running, you know, I have my stock trading, which makes me a lot of money, but then I was actually having to take money out of my revenue source, which was stocks to put it into the business. And I think, man, I'm crazy. I'm basically taking out away my revenue to put into this business. Is it making sense? But I didn't want it to lose it. So I'm like throwing money in a business so it doesn't go out. Um, and so having to cut back, cut back, cut back. And you keep, you know, I had a period where I hit the cap, but then after that, I had like a 16 months in a row of declining revenues. Oh, wow. Right. And you keep thinking, okay, the bottom's coming soon. I'm finally going to level out. You just keep cutting. But I think the, the secret out of all of that, the secret is a couple things. Number one is just continue to have the desire to be successful and don't give up. Uh, continue on, do not give up, make adjustments as needed and just continue to keep moving and don't give up no matter how bad things look. It's hard to keep your confidence up mm. when you're in a downturn, right? Because when you're when everything's going up, you got faith. You're like, I'm going to do this. You got confidence. Everybody's winning. Yeah. But it's amazing how that turns in your mind. You start losing. I'm a loser. You start losing money. I can't do this. We're never going to get out of this hole. We're going to fail. I'm a failure. And so it's the, the language you speak when, when you can have the positive language, when the circumstances aren't lined up, that's really when things start to turn around, I think. Yeah. Wow. And that's a, quite a long time. I mean, 16 months to have to keep pumping yourself up basically um, when things aren't looking like they're going to shift anytime. So what happened, like, how did you, how did you 
get yourself out of that? Like, was there particular new marketing strategies that you tried? Like, what was the thing that finally got you after 16 months of downturn, finally got you back up? So for me, the big secret is create a product or service that is a joy to use. Um, So I was doing a lot of marketing strategies and I was throwing a lot of money in marketing, but I would say that a lot of my focus was on the marketing side and not on the customer side. Um, And so as I was pulling back, I was cutting my expenses and I was getting ready for the next round of growth. But what I was really doing was building a product and service that was benefiting people. And I looked at every single aspect. I mean, I cracked that thing apart and I went through from the time they signed up to the time that they went to their level of success. And I broke it down and I kept working and improving and making it a product that was so amazing to use that people were just excited about it. And that is what turns things around. And I learned that from a lot of my business mentors. um, And it's a really strong principle in the book, Good to Great, where um, it's called the hedgehog principle, where you really find something. And I don't know why the, I forget the author of that book, Good to Great. I forget his name. Uh, It's super famous, but he calls it the hedgehog principle. And it's where you find the number one thing that you can be the best in the world at. And don't get too spread out, which is what I was doing. I was launching new products, doing all this, launching marketing, launching, launching, launching. It's counterintuitive. You think to grow, you got to do more. But to grow, you got to do less, but you got to become the best in the world at the thing that you're going to do. And I'm not going to say that I'm the best in the world at this trading education, not yet, but I can become the best in the world. And we've made our product really good. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Okay. So what, um, so talk us through some of your marketing strategies um, anyway, because, you know, obviously these, a lot of our audience are actually all entrepreneurs and they just love hearing from others about how they've actually grown their business. So can you talk us through your main marketing strategies, what's worked for you and why? Oh, I got a bunch of them and we could probably talk for an hour about just marketing. <laughs> I'll go with my, my biggest and brightest star and what got me off to a million dollars early. Yeah. Um, and that was affiliate marketing. And I still do it to this day, but, it, but I, this one thing is what really launched me out quickly. So I'll just talk about that. So I bought the um, product from Jeff Walker, the product launch formula back mm-hmm. in 2010, uh, one year after in business. And he was talking about doing a million dollar launch. And so I'm like, oh. I got to do this million dollar launch thing. Like this sounds like a lot of fun. So I spent an entire year planning out my launch and I was making connections with people in the industry that did other things like what I do in the finance industry. And I was working with them and building relationships with them. And I'm saying, Hey, we're going to do this product launch. And so we built all of these connections and we set up a funnel and we did a series of videos. We set up a full marketing plan. I built my team and I was sowing a vision saying, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this, getting everybody on board. And um, so the way that it works is you run it for like a two week period. You get all of these people to mail for you and then you open up a product. Then you close it down after two weeks and it, 
you people only have a two week time to get access like a class or a training. They only get two weeks and you sell the product. I was selling mine for $2,000, just like Jeff Walker. And so during that period of time, I, through all of my affiliates, I got something like 20,000 new emails to my list because everybody was throwing running emails and just a massive growth. Actually, I grew so much. That was in 2010. I grew so much that my email provider uh, closed me down because they hadn't seen list growth like that back then. And they're like, what's going on? You must be stealing these emails. I'm like, no, I'm not. These are (laughs) my partners. That is crazy. Wow. Um, I love that story. So, uh, and our listeners do, they do believe in the power of storytelling to create the human connection, which is why I love having these conversations and delving into people's stories. Uh, You've told me, you've told a bunch of stories that make you remarkable. How do you currently share these with your audience? Uh, so one thing I do with my audience is I try to get into their shoes. I try to think about what they're going through. Um, and when I'm marketing, one of the things that was taught to me from an early age about in marketing is focus on the end result, focus on where they want to be, not not so much on benefits, Mm. um, focus on emotional stuff. And for a while, I didn't really like that because I'm like, that's, that's manipulation. I don't want to manipulate people. I don't want to tell, I'm just going to folks say, this is what they get. And that's it. But then I tried it out and I went to some emotional stuff where I connect some stories together and, um, it really worked for selling. But what I realized was that helped me get over the, the moral side of it, because I felt like I was manipulating people if I was toying with their emotions, but I really have a product that helps people. And Mm -hmm. if I can connect with them, if I want to connect with people on an emotional level, right? I want to tell a story that connects with them that they can relate to. And um, then I want to say, well, look, this is where I was. This was the problem that I had. And this is how I figured it out. And this is how you, where I am now. And I want to help you get there. Mm-hmm. And so I do tie in my story and I also tie in the stories of my, uh, my success customers um, because I want them to have similar stories and yeah. seeing that helps them connect with it. Yeah, totally. And do you, and how do you do that? Do you do that via email predominantly? Are you on social media? What, what are your primary ways that you actually share these stories? My secret weapon is email. Um, and I generate a lot of emails through, like I had mentioned, it's affiliate, but I also have um, funnels all over my website. So mm-hmm. if you go and visit my website, you'll see, get your free trading report, put your email in. So primarily through email, um, I had, don't do a lot of social. It's probably one of the next areas I want to conquer, but I wanted to start with, um, wanted to start with the email side of it. So I put them into a funnel. I send them testimonial emails. And then I, I will also use webinars where I invite everybody. I do a quick training and then I teach them my training, uh, the traders training. And then I explain to them that they can join a community and learn how to trade. Amazing. Awesome. Wow. This has been so, so much fun to chat to you and so super helpful for everyone listening to this. So if anyone is interested in learning more, seeing what you have to offer, where is the best place for them to go? 
the best place to go would be to, to my website, which is tradingstrategyguides.com. Or if they want to learn about trading through my podcast, I'm also a podcast host like you. And my podcast is called How to Trade It. But it's also on the same website, tradingstrategyguides.com. So everything's at tradingstrategyguides.com. Awesome. All right. Well, we will definitely be leaving those in the show notes. Thank you so much, Casey, for just like sharing with us um, so much goodness. I've had so much fun. And for everyone else listening to this, please uh, give us an amazing rating, an amazing review. Uh, please share it with your friend and friends and follow us. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.